Hello and welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Hello again, everybody. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. This is another fun-filled episode of Hot Takes and Protein Shakes with yours truly, Tony Capo Bianco. Can you believe it? it is the middle of October? Fall is settling in. It's getting a little slightly nippy, depending on where you are in the country. If you're down here in the south, it's Hanging out in the 60s and 70s if you're up north in my home region of New England. Yeah, it's probably negative (laughs) 9. And if you're in California, it's probably also in the 70s. But the political climate is fucking nuts. (laughs) Anywho, so we got a fantastic episode here for you. Before we get down to that, I want to give you a nice slew of comedy dates I got for the remainder of October. So on Wednesday, October 19th, will be the final Up Down Comedy Show at Up Down Nashville, 8 p.m., free show. It's going to be our final one before we hit pause for the winter time, go, go on hibernation, and we're going to come back in the spring. So definitely come out for that. We got a lot of heavy hitters coming out for that. Also, on October 24th, I'm going to be at... Louis Taco Shop. Ooh, be still my heart. Yes, Louis Taco Shop in Antioch. That was also happening at 8 o'clock on October 24th. So, muchachos, senoritas, definitely come on down. Dude, I I was actually just back uh, from Denver last week. And surprisingly, there's a lot of really good Mexican food out there. Mexican and Cuban. And I forgot just how much I love Mexican food. I mean, it's the same eight ingredients. But at the same time, the enchiladas, tacos, burritos, oh, oh, it just, you, I gave birth to a food baby uh, a few days ago. Oh, it's so worth it. Oh, so worth it. But once again, yeah, that's Louis Taco Shop on October 24th. We're going to be a fantastic lab. we got Slick Baby, Chris Oweta, ah, and a bunch of others. So definitely come out for that. And that'll be it for October and the first week of November, I will be out in Las Vegas, baby. That's right. Could be having a bunch of shows and mics while I'm out there. So, gonna be viva-ing up out there. Definitely looking forward to it. I haven't been in Vegas in a long, long time. I've only been there once. And um, it's not really how you see in the movies. Uh, basically, it's pretty much what foreigners think Americans look like. <laughs> <laughs> like you just go to the buffet, you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. Just every overweight fat fuck pushing three or four hundred pounds in one of those motor scooters. Dude, I saw one guy at the grocery store. He had like eight, twelve pack containers of diet soda and just ramen. Yeah, just a cart full of ramen. And that was it. Just those two things. And I can't when I saw him like he was probably in his like early to mid 30s but he looked so much worse i mean god damn so yeah i plan revisiting all that <laughs> seeing us at our best and our worst but yeah definitely um follow me on my socials gonna be showing a lot of my uh, adventures and possible misadventures while i'm out there in uh, viva las vegas I also want to note that today's episode of Hot Takes and Protein Shakes is brought to you in part by Redcon One. That's right, Redcon One is America's favorite supplement brand. They got everything you could possibly need as far as your 
workouts and your fitness goals go, they got your protein powders, recovery, muscle builders, tea boosters, fat burners, uh, sleep aids, and uh, and gear. Bro, they got so much swag and you know all this awesome just t-shirts and shorts and all this extra stuff just to make you look like yeah you know what you're doing and you're gonna look good doing it so you can save 20 percent off your order on all redcon one products by using the promo code t20 tony tell jokes that's right once again my username is my promo code it is t20 Tony Tell Jokes, and you can save 20% off your order. So head on over to redcon1.com and stock up on everything you need to achieve your fitness goals. Now, today's episode, I am happy to bring you my uh, my next guest. He is also a IFBB professional bodybuilder. He's a personal trainer. The dude's an actor. The dude's been to the Arnold Classic twice. And if you're a Tennessee Titans fan, you may recognize him as the NFL's first ever fully human mascot. As in, he's not out there looking like some character from Chuck E. Cheese. He was actually out there dressed head to toe as like a gigantic Greek super soldier. He was, uh, the fans dubbed him Kronos, who according to Greek mythology is the biggest and strongest of all the Titans. So clearly an appropriate nickname. And he's also one of the popular trainers at the Redcon 1 gym I attend. And he's just an overall just nice, chill, and an aggressively very sharp dresser. It kind of made me a little upset just how good of a dresser he is. I mean, like he like if you saw his outfit is like well thought out. And which is almost like the complete inverse of me. I'm like jeans, I'm like, you know, jeans, t-shirt, I'm done. Here we go. Meanwhile, over he's like, you know. Has the right shoes paired with the right hat and glasses, and it all just works. So I'm like, God damn! I, I even the mannequins at the mall look better than I do. Anywho, uh, yeah, this episode, yeah, it's me and Dion just hanging out. Yeah, we talk about everything from how, um, as his role as the Tennessee Titans mascot. Um, how his background in football, how he got IFBB pro card. And obviously one of my favorite parts is we get into the nitty gritty of nutrition, how we talk about the concept of you are what you eat. And that has never rung true any truer in my life than going after your fitness goals. So without further ado, let's get into the show. All right, Dion, thanks for making it. Thanks for coming out. Awesome to see you. You too. You too. Very much so. We were actually, before we started rolling, we were actually talking about the uh, the Tennessee versus Alabama game. Right. And people went full-blown ape shit yeah. over that. And I would say, like, I'm obviously new to the South. I have never seen this level of enthusiasm over a college football team, yeah. let alone any football team. But, yeah, you're originally from down here, so college football is pretty much like a way of life. Yeah. And and you used to actually used to play too, right? Yeah, yeah. And what was your position? At the time, I was a wide receiver. Wide, and then I went into linebacker. Yeah, you, what? You wide receiver? Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought you'd be like, yeah, I thought you more like a linebacker. Ooh, I'm like, because yeah. you're like what, like <laughs> six five or something? <laughs> six three. Six three. So so at the time, you know, I was a little, you know, 
lean, tall body, you know, but now, you know, yeah, I probably can be an easy linebacker, you know, but back yeah. in those days, hey, I, I was the wide receiver catching and, you know, making those cuts. Yeah, I mean, plus, I mean, I would think with, like, your your length, yeah. I mean, you'd be, you'd be able to catch the ball would be nothing for you. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Nice. And now speaking of, like, the game yesterday, I mean, for those of you who don't know, Tennessee uh, went up against Alabama, who are pretty much, like, big rivals down here. And it was a very dramatic uh, and climactic sort of game to the point where Tennessee won by, what, three points? Yeah, 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 it's real close. Very, it was very close, and the level of celebration. Oh. <laughs> like you see this stuff at like you know European soccer matches, right. whether they win or lose. Right. But this, I'm like, the Tennessee won by holy shit. Yeah, yeah. Like I've never seen it. Like obviously they charged the field. Everybody's yeah. all like, celebrating. It was everybody's happy. They were so happy to the point where they actually took down. The field goal posts. Oh yeah, and started crowd surfing them throughout the stadium. Yeah, I'm like, oh. like, I mean, I get like you know I'm a Pats fan. I love the Pats, but oh my god, yeah, yeah, this <laughs> wow, is another level. And you know, Alabama's just known for beating the brakes off of a lot of SEC teams, and usually they usually beat the brakes off of Tennessee, but not this year. <laughs> right? Yeah, this was like Sox Yankees. Oh yeah, and. Yeah, so yeah, like Alabama, they've been pretty much top dog for I don't know how long. Yeah, and this one, this wasn't even the playoffs. This is just regular oh, season. Oh yeah, regular, regular, regular <laughs> yeah. game. Yeah, this is just a regular game, and I guess it, they've been on top for so long. I guess like that level of celebration yeah. must have been warranted because being able to rub their faces. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in that oh, yeah. in that loss must have been way overdue. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Now are you? Uh, now, are you a Tennessee Volunteers fan, or who's your I mean, team? I, I follow them. Okay. Uh, you know, and I, I really don't have a specific college team. I mm. just like to, you know, watch the rivalries, you know, between, you know, a lot of the teams. So, it's just like when I'm into college football, I'm just like really, you know, in tune to see who's doing what. And, um, you know, of course, you know, I'm going to kind of see what the home base team is going to do. You know, of course, you got, you know, Tennessee and the SEC. You got Vanderbilt. So, you know, you have two teams in the, in the Tennessee area, you know, that's, um, you know, in the SEC um, and somewhat in more in the playoffs. You know, Tennessee has more of a of a victory, you know, type of uh, history than Vanderbilt. So, you know, but like I said, when it comes to the home team, you know, you got to kind of like, you know. Put, right. put, put some support in there. You of know? course. I, I mean, mean, I don't want to be like getting on a bandwagon and be like, oh, yeah, man. Hey, Tennessee did the thing, you know. Then all of a sudden I'm decked out in orange and white. And, <laughs> and I've never had an orange and white Tennessee type of apparel in my wardrobe until after the game yesterday. So. Right. I mean, they've got, I mean, this sofa to the point where you see their merch at Kroger. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I see it at Kohl's. Oh, yeah. I'll see it in Walgreens. Yeah. It's like, wow. <laughs> Uh, yeah. it, it is fandom is deep yeah out yeah. here yeah yeah and now I'll, that kind of also opens up to you know i want to talk about this how you also start off as uh the ten when the tennessee titans first came to town they were a brand new team and you were the first fully human yeah mascot yeah and i'm like what was the audition process for that um actually there was a, a former um cheerleader and uh, they was going to different changes and wanted to do something different. 
as far as the mascot entertainment just to get the titans fans more engaged and um so i was you know notified about you know what's to come so i'm like all right you know i'll give it some thought and uh when i was directed to the person who was over um you know creating this role um and just tell me you know what it would all require um and then you know what i needed to do if i was interested so of course i thought about it because i didn't think anything about you know that much more into it as far as what was told to me i was like okay so i'm just gonna go out here and just be a you know a greek god and just walk around and so more i thought about it you know I was like, well, let, let me call this person back because I, I, I'm really like wanting to do it now. And and I think they went through a process, you know, of probably interviewing other guys and, um, you know, pretty much told, you know, the person who was over it that I was interested. And uh, about a week later, you know, I got the call back, said, hey, <laughs> you still want to do the role of the Titan? I was like, sure. You know, well, it's yours. Like, no, nah, get out of here. <laughs> just and like so, that yeah yeah and so the process you know when it came back you know to uh them deciding of who they wanted it was me so wow i was very like you know i'm um, excited because this is like a huge thing being the first ever human mascot in the nfl now i know there's you know um different mascots that are in the stuffed animal type of look to where, you know, a lot of the teams in the NFL are like that, you know. And you might have some fans, you know, um, and different, um, you know, teams such as the Raiders, you know, where they fans is kind of like decked out with the, yeah. you know, mean painted Yeah, the face. fans themselves become the mascots. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure. And, you know, just being the first ever, um, you know, Titan mascot, I mean, we're not talking about anything, you know, as far as artificial, it was the actual body that was representing the team and the whole behalf of the Titans organization. So that was huge, you know, built my own character on, you know, on the field. And, you know, but the main thing that I was more engaged to was the kids. Right. The kids are like very, very excited to come to a game to see a local superhero. Yeah, that was kind of like the vibe I I saw when uh when I first uh saw you like all in the getup. You have like you know like the helmets with like the mohawk and like the furs and yeah. like that gigantic axe. Yes, yes. It's like wow. Yeah, that you legit looked like a superhero. Yeah, yeah, and um you know big big huge you know thanks to Rick Prince. He's probably the baddest fabricator, um, special effects sci-fi guy you ever meet. Um, he's done some incredible projects. He just got through finishing um, the actual creation of Vecna, which was the actual um, creature in the last Strange really? Things. Really? Yes. Wow. He's that gifted. The Damn. man is off the chain. And what was so impressive about this guy, you know, he's not just a guy. He's he's a very amazing, talented person. And to create the whole outfit that I had from aluminum foil to do the moldings for everything that was on my body he took aluminum foil all that was aluminum foil 
all the moldings was from aluminum foil. Oh, the moldings. Yes. Okay, I was going to say, like, he must have put some, like, paint on or something to oh, make yeah. it look like it was different materials. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, like, that is impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And did you, like, you know, like, give him, like, a vision of what you had in mind of, like, you know, what you want, like, the, what, I guess your character's name was Kronos? Yeah, yeah. And the fans dubbed me that, which is a cool thing. Nice. And Kronos is pretty much known in the Greek mythology as the biggest and baddest titan of, of hell all. yeah so, there you <laughs> very <go>. appropriate <laughs> there you go nice and now when you're playing the role of chronos you have to be out there you gotta hype up the crowd get them excited yeah and like you're like are you out there on the sidelines just like you know just just in the event like oh the maybe the titans are down you gotta get them hyped oh, yeah. up oh yeah oh yeah and you know of course you know the most exciting is the beginning of the game bringing the team out that's where the most intense feeling you will ever ever have more than i don't know i've never experienced so much energy from thirty thousand plus people and you're in the middle of a auditorium or a stadium and you have roaring fans to the point where you can't even hear yourself that is uh you know the energy is so insane and i would think i've done Plenty of performances on stage as a bodybuilder, but nothing to that magnitude. And, you know, just being, you know, on the sidelines, you know, getting the actual Titan fans riled up. And every time that the Titans would make a first down, I had a, an actual video that would come up on the Jumbotron, uh, you know, projector. And there was a chant that we did, kind of like the 300. So every time... The Titans would make a first down. The announcer would go, Titans, first down. Everybody that was a Titans fan would stand up and we'll chant, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Everybody knows that when it comes to a first down, when I came up in the Jumbotron in flames with my axe going, oh, 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 everybody know what time it was. Oh, yeah. Damn, that must have, that must have felt like just the electricity. Ooh. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. And like what I mean, was there ever a moment where where like say the the Titans were down, somebody in the stands like put Kronos in. Hey, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll get that all the time. You know, even some of the uh professional um sports analysts was like, "Hey, who who's this guy? He needs to be playing for the Titans." Yeah. Like, hey. Hey, I'm, I'm I'm ready. Let's go, coach. Yeah, because not not that ever happens with the Patriots. I mean, like I'm a Pats <laughs> fan, and we just got the flying Elvis, some giant yeah. bobble-headed looking <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> so, but uh, like like would there ever be a point when the Titans win, you get to like take your axe and just like decapitate the opposite team's mascot? Well, that would be kind of cool, but uh, you know, a lot of times when you know. After the games, when we win, you know, everybody was so, you know, energetic and the team players was was doing interviews. So everybody's trying to get, you know, autograph from the players, you know, whatever, you know, uh, paraphernalia they would have out for the guys to sign. So but pretty much, you know, after the game was over with, you know, you know, it's like high fiving a lot of the fans and, you know, some of the, um, you know, kids wanting pictures and stuff. So it was a cool thing because the victory, you know, made everybody come together. Nice. And so and that was a good feeling to have to where, you know, especially the children, you know, they were like all in all. And that'll be 
a good memory for a child to have to grow up just to experience a local superhero. Right. Yeah, because that kind of stuff you normally don't see until you go into like Disneyland or something. Very true. So like the kids get to meet like their favorite cartoon characters in real life. Right. Or they could just go to Nissan Stadium and just see like, you know, their favorite mascot right. in real life. There it is. Yeah. 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 Dude, that's awesome. And um, now do you still have all the gear? Uh, I don't. And uh, actually, uh, the Titans, you know, own all the property. And so, you know, after the games, you know, then, you know, hey, it's like putting your stuff back in a locker and then, you know, you just on. slip in your regular clothes and you just, yep. yep. Like Clark Kent and Superman. Hey, is that hey. why you wear the glasses? So the glasses is just part of my style, you know. Really? So, oh, so you don't really need them? I don't. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes, you know, I'm, I'm always in my athletic gear and sometimes, you know, I, I want to you know, have a, a different look. And sometimes, you know, just everybody just seeing me in my workout clothes because that's what I do. You know, mm. that's my job. And so sometimes, you know, I want to be like, hey, you know, I want to just, you know, ha have a different, you know, side of me that people don't see. Well, you are a sharp dresser. I will well, say that. I mean, I mean, you, you. definitely I mean, put some thought into it. You get rocking the black and red. Yeah, you know. Hey, Meanwhile, this, <laughs> you know, if you look at me, it's like, ah, this, this is pretty, this is basically it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's how, it's how you wear it. It's, it's, it's the confidence that you have. Right. So, you know, hey, I can probably have a ripped up shirt and walk around like, hey, it's a Gucci. You know, it's yeah, how man. you feeling it. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sharp, I think, is the right word. Like sh sharp, like that jawline. There it is. It's like this. Like, uh, imagine how much of an uggo I feel right now, since <laughs> this handsome motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you: When did you first realize you were good looking? Um, well, it's like when I look in the mirror, it's like I give the mirror a treat. <laughs> That's how you know. How you just you look know. in the mirror and like, you're welcome. Be like, there you go. I mean, is that what you wanted to see? You know, I kind of like do my little turns, you know, little flex here. You know, be like, hey, <laughs> you so sexy, boy. I know it. Thank you, mirror, mirror on the wall. Who has the prettiest smile of them all? <laughs> oh, that's yeah. a point. <laughs> do you ever get to a point where you like, yeah, do you ever use um, the posing room? At the gym, where it has oh, like yeah. it's like a mirror maze, we could see every angle every yourself. Every angle, yes. Yeah, before I wouldn't go anywhere near that thing. <laughs> now, third, now, now, uh, thanks uh, to Yas, shout out to Yasser for yes, helping me sir. lose, help me get rid of at least thirty pounds. There it is. Yes, I'm like, sir. all right, yeah, I, can't, I get that same feeling. I'm like, all right, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Look, at, look at this Aquaman looking motherfucker. <laughs> 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 oh, but man. that that is yeah, I mean. That is like a new level of confidence I've never felt before. And I wanted to ask you, like, what's it like? I mean, like, how long have you, like, um, been, per like, I, want, I wasn't going to say perfect, but pretty close, uh, just like professionally bodybuilding and training and coaching? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I've been overall, you know, doing the training for like 10 years. Um, I've been, you know, competing you know, off and on through the years. Um, I didn't go pro to like, you know, five years ago. Um, and the thing is, you know, it takes time to get to a certain point. And I know everybody who works out seriously and, you know, compete on the national level and an amateur level, their goal is to go pro. 
and it takes time, you know? And I know that a lot of people can look at me and be like, whoa, you know, the dude's a pro. And, and I appreciate, you know, all the compliments that I get, you know, being a pro. But it's just like for every new level you achieve, you still have to put in the work. Right. And just because you're a pro doesn't mean, you know, you just get relaxed and, you know. No. It's still work. Yeah, I would imagine like when you first received your IFBB Pro card, I mean, must have been very exciting. Oh, for sure. I mean, after all that work you put in. Yeah. And then you finally get it. Yeah. And what was it like to finally get like, here you go? It, it, it seems so surreal. Yeah. It's just like, you know, I got I got my pro card and, you know, there's been some times, you know, starting out as just in the bodybuilding division. Then when Classic Physique came out, I was like, OK, you know, if I'm going to go pro, let's 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 go for it. And that's pretty much what I did. You know, I, I pretty much put my focus in and, you know, with the Classic, you know, Physique division, it was a whole different look from the bodybuilding. And then don't get me wrong, the bodybuilding is more massive and muscular uh, type of look, which classic is a more aesthetic look. And still, you, you you know, the muscularity and the conditioning is there, just like bodybuilding. But the size factors, right. as far as the muscularity, is two different scales. Yeah, I think uh, within classic, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, it's more about like being naturally proportionate right? versus like, you know... Versus when you see like, you know, like all the heavy hitters, like, you know, like Steve Kucklow and all them, like they're more definitely going more for size. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I would think, yeah, with classic, yeah, that would definitely more like, you know, natural and proportionate. Mm -hmm. And there's like so many different divisions now. Oh, there's a lot of divisions. Yeah. A lot. Even in the ladies division. So, you know, in, in men's body or the men's, um, you know, divisions, you know, you have the bodybuilding open. You have classic physique, you have men's physique, and, you know, you, you have different categories. And for the ladies, you know, you have um, bikini, figure, wellness, um, you have even women's bodybuilding and women's physique. So there's a lot of divisions, and especially for the, for the ladies, there's a little bit more um, divisions that are coming out now. And it's just like for every body type possible, you know, it's there's a is a body type that, that that everybody can fit in, you know, based on how their body type is. Yeah, how they're naturally how they just their natural body structure is. Yeah. Now let me ask you this. I've I've sat on this for a while, but I want to get your take is how much of it do you think is genetic and how much of it do you think is the amount of work you put in? Yeah. Because yeah. we all have our own our own inborn genetics. Right. Right. So how much of it do you think is like, you know, a genetic advantage versus the amount of work you put in? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, both ways, um, of course, the genetic structure is always going to be a plus. And there's, you know, people that I've seen is lean and, and shredded and haven't touched a single weight or exercise. Genetically wise, there is some genetic freaks that are just genetically gifted. And I really, you know, see that when you put in the work, that's just gonna enhance your physique that much more. Yes, it's advantage to have good genetics, but nothing is, is you know, it's nothing if you're not putting in the work in. I don't care, you know? 
and just thinking that your genetics alone is just going to do the job when you compete, that's not going to cut it if mm -hmm. you're not putting the work. And there's guys that I've seen who does not have a good genetic balance, but they work their butt off to create the shape that's, you know, um, necessary for the criteria of what they're competing in. That's, yeah, because, I mean, genetically, everybody, it's like a, it's like a race. Like, everybody has a different starting point. Yeah. But, like, you know, the amount of effort you put in determines, like, the speed in which you're going to finish. Right. So, like, somebody who could be, you know, genetically more blessed than me could be way far ahead. However, they'll probably just be power walking. Meanwhile, yeah. I'm, like, haul assing trying to get past yeah. them. Yeah, So, once, like, you know, once you reach the finish line, let's see who's going to get there first. Yeah, yeah. And... and my whole take on this is, um, you know, hard work beats talent because talent refuses to work hard. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I think um, then Conor McGregor, I think Conor McGregor said something similar to that, to where like you know some people have talent but they can't rely just yes. on quote unquote talent yes. all the time. That is very true. That yeah, is very true. And that's why I'm saying that some people with genetics, you know, think that hey, <laughs> I got what it takes. And don't do anything to apply it to take it to the next level. <laughs> you got people that's in the line that's putting in hard work to get to that talent. Mm -hmm. And while talent's being complacent, these guys is pretty much in their rearview mirror. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I see it all the time, especially in the stand-up world. I mean, you'll have... I'll come across people who are just naturally funny, but... They think, oh, I can do stand-up. And then when they actually go do it when Ooh. they've never done before, yeah. oh, they'll eat a bag. Oh, I watch them eat a bag of dicks. And they <laughs> and they are completely confused. You're right. Like, why isn't this working? Yeah. I, like, I know I'm funny, and yet I've never done this before. It's because they've never had the experience of being in front of a, in front of a live crowd, uh, knowing your timing, um, writing out material. Yeah. There's like so much... Yeah, a lot of work that goes into it versus mm -hmm. just going up there and saying a bunch of bullshit. I, I can see, I can see that that you know, part of what you do. Um, people think they're funny, but when you get up and do an actual act, oh. it's it's a whole different story as far as you know having that humor to have everybody else to be engaged to what you're saying or what you're performing. You know. Yeah, it's um. It's like a lot, like my frustrations. You ever go, like, a, you ever, you ever at a party, and you come across a guy who thinks he's the funniest person in the room. Oh, all the time. Whereas then, reality, they're just really obnoxious. You're right, right. Yeah, that's kind of like the equivalent of like when you go to the gym and you talk to the guy. It's like when I was in high school, I used to bench this, and it's like, that means what to me now? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for one, congratulations, and two, um. Nobody cares. <laughs> right, 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 right. Hey, boy, uh, I remember uh, back uh, about 30 years ago, I could do the same thing. Okay, but can you do it now? Well, uh, I, I bet you, I bet you I probably could. I was like, okay. <laughs> All right. Like, is that it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or it's just like, you know, uh, working with somebody and they have not been active for a while. And they'll go back about what they could used to do. And that's fine. But let's focus on what we got to do at this point to make you better and achieve your goals. And it's good to know somebody's background. But 
if it's like you know way back when that's pretty much irrelevant yeah and it's good to know somebody's background but to almost throw it in like you still got it easy easy right easy sit down sit down let me let me let me talk to you for a minute but sit on down <laughs> let me tell you something <laughs> <laughs> yeah because i'll because I'll, I'll see you with your clients sometimes and uh you got like maybe two or three all at the same time sometimes yeah and yeah and i'll see you like you know you'll, you'll like be like all up in them it's like you know just keep on pushing oh yeah Oh yeah, because because uh, again, you're kind of like being Kronos right there. Oh, man, Kronos is coming out. <laughs> hey, you, you want to be a superhero? You want to work out like a superhero? Come on, vamo, <laughs> vamo. Oh, oh, yeah, I, oh, yeah, yeah. So you already know. How, I already I know. Yeah, all right, yeah, I already yeah, know. Yes. Yeah. yeah just, know. J- just when you think it's all over. F- all right, five more. I'm like, well, you motherfucker. <laughs> I get that all the time. It's like the thin line between love and hate with the clients, but it's like you know. I don't care if they cuss me out. I don't care what they call me because I haven't heard every word in the book. But the workout will continue. I'll be like, okay, you done? Okay. Oh, guess what? Five more. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just thinking about I had legs today. And I remember when I was using the leg press, I can always remember him. I got, like, I was rattled off, like, you know, 15. And then once I hit 15, I can just picture him in my head saying, all right, five more. I'm like, no, oh, fine, but no. Yeah, yeah. May the voice be with you. It's like, yada, yada. You're right, right, right. So, yeah, and it's it's like it's like very necessary tough love. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so it's, you know, yeah, I think tough love is something kind of missing in, in some, I think, in some places of the fitness industry. I mean- it it's definitely prevalent a lot more versus like other parts of life, but yeah. I think it's like you know why do you think CT Fletcher is so goddamn big? Ooh, yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah. mean, you know, obviously like he had his heart surgery, so he's pretty much all vegan now. But yeah, like before that, I would listen. Oh, yeah, yeah, like like what what do you say? Fuck average. Right, right. Or right. uh, or like get your bitch ass in the gym like okay <laughs> it's your motherfucking set <laughs> it's still your motherfucking set it's like oh i i can't go to the gym i have i have, I have a slight fever or i have a hangnail it's like <laughs> shut your bitch ass up <laughs> oh i don't like the food and it tastes nasty eat the shit any damn ways motherfucker. <laughs> oh oh yeah, yeah, that's like something you know. A lot of people need to be told. Yeah, like you know, and, and you know, I feel like you have to be transparent. And I know everybody's goals are different, but I look at what the person's physical state is currently at, and you have to assess everybody to know what they can and cannot do. And not everybody's level is going to fit for everybody's level. Everybody's body type is different. Everybody's health condition is different. So you have to put these things into consideration instead of just putting everybody on level 10. And they're not, you know, may not be in the state to do so. And everything, I feel like it's a time factor. Hmm. It's a patience. you got to have patience. And, you know, sometimes I have people, you know, show me, you know, pictures of, of different competitors or who they want to look like you know idealistically and oh i want this cut like he has in his arm okay let me talk to you sit sit down this picture is good to have a visual 
but that same exact line that you're trying to create is going to be different you know because of once again genetically structured like for instance i can try to get that shape like you know one of the top bodybuilders but i really can't get the same exact shape because genetically there could be a genetic muscle fiber that's just how their genetics is and no matter how much i try to develop to make it look like theirs it won't because the genetic structure is going to be a different structure of fibers but what i can do is enhance and make whatever body group i got better to be more competitive but i feel like when people try to be just alike somebody you're going to set yourself up for failure because you're two different people mm. you can only focus on what you can do and make progression off of the momentum that you see whether it's big or small it does not matter as long as the momentum is going up forward then you're making progression right and that's what it all it matters yeah it's basically being the best version of yourself exactly versus just being like a copy and paste version yeah, of exactly like something like i don't know like brad pitt and fight club or, uh, right or thor or whoever <laughs> or one of the guys from 300 right yeah like um they do they like do all do a lot of your clients um they have a show like i want to look like this or i want to look like that or do they like what's like a common like image they end up showing you um the ladies beyonce oh I want the curves. I want this. Okay. Uh, all right. I, I, I get it. I get it. But just be ready when we put in that work because everything that you want is going to require work and time mm. and the consistency, first of all. And I was like, you cannot just give in a few weeks and be like, oh, uh, well, I don't know. Well, if this is what you want, then this is what we have to do. And people don't realize, you know, what they're getting themselves into until the work starts. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's another thing I noticed that a lot of people aren't aware of the amount of work it requires. Yes. In because it's not like it's on demand. You know, it's not like you can order your perfect body on Uber Eats or something. <laughs> right, you know? right. Yeah, right. it takes a while. I mean, yeah. Beyonce didn't come out like that overnight. Yeah. That and um, also, like, do they, they ever show you, like, the Kardashians or any of them? Because um, we all know. We all know. Yeah, we already know. Yeah. So for somebody to bring an image of Kim Kardashian, I, I might just have to shake my head on that. <laughs> like, really? I was like, okay, put put that put that little picture away. We we, we gonna make the best version of you, okay? And I love that this is what you want to look like, but this is what we have to do. Mm. And so when the work starts kicking in, oh, they they know that hey, this is for real. And in order to get there, we gotta put in that work. And as as Et the hip hop preacher always says, <laughs> hey, <laughs> you cannot complain about the results you didn't get for the work you didn't do hell yes yeah yeah so you know yeah you can't complain about the end results when you didn't do didn't go all the way exactly 
Exactly. Like, yeah, like um, like going back to Beyonce, like everybody wants her ass. Oh, of course. So a lot of times, uh, whenever I'm in the uh, the cardio room, I'll see a lot of girls doing like the stairmaster kickbacks. Mm-hmm. Does that actually do anything? Yeah, you know? it, it puts a little bit of a contraction right into the glutes, and you know the stairmaster. You know, I feel like is a is a definitely good thing to incorporate, and not for overall cardio, but it it helps you know, conditioning and the endurance. So the Stairmaster is, is, is pretty much up there when it comes to cardio, you know, equipment. And, you know, of course the ladies will do, you know, of course the walking lunges is always good. Mm-hmm. And, you know, of course the hip thrust, which is probably the most common for ladies to get their glutamus maximus, you know, <laughs> because what they want is that, you know, I, I want you to give me the butt to where I could put a glass. <laughs> on top of it oh and i want to walk where the glass won't fall off so they want a tempur-pedic butt they they want that 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 butt of a moon that (laughs) curve they want that moon buddy moon buddy girl oh oh, yeah i want i want to go to club and uh when i turn around i want to make sure the glass don't fall (laughs) when i stand in front of the lights could be a lunar eclipse yeah i'm like i just want to blind everybody man you see that moon dog hey dog oh lordy (laughs) yeah because it was always my assumption whenever i saw like the kick i call them the kickback Uh queens yeah yeah like I get what you're trying to do, but yeah. I don't think it's doing it. But then again, I'm not a qualified. Uh, <laughs> so what? I, I'm, I'm just a gym rat. What do yeah, I know? Yeah. But, and, I would, and, but I would, none of that to me. Now, of course, we're talking about the workout, but you got to eat clean too. And I'm saying that you cannot outwork out a diet. Right. Period. Yeah. It's like what? Like 80. Like um, I learned this. The phrase "You are what you eat." You are what you eat. And I, I mean, I always was aware of that, but that I that never rang more true until I actually, you know, start abiding by that. Yeah, yeah. And it's true. I mean, plus, I mean, we're in the South. Yeah, <laughs> we eat good, dude. Yeah, when I when I moved here a year ago, I got a freshman fifteen real quick. <laughs> so I mean, with all the hot chicken and the barbecue oh, yeah. and oh yeah. Uh, like you know there's a waffle house every three that, feet yeah yeah and get that. you know we got barbecue you know that's real common in the south too very so, much so you know the meat and three hey oh hey baby come on in here let me fix your little plate <laughs> boy you need to put some little meat on your bones boy let me come over here and feed you now come on over here now put some more on that plate <laughs> don't be scared of mama's cooking now <laughs> yeah that 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 and like the southern hospitality or like everybody's aggressively hospitable yeah and Oh my god! And like y'all, you know, like the pulled pork. You got mac and cheese. Right. I mean, different kind of mac and cheese from where I grew up with. Like, I grew up with. I mean, coming from an Italian home, oh. we got pasta coming yeah. out our ass <laughs> in more ways than one. And yeah, so we got mac and. I mean, we have like seventeen ways to make mac and cheese. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh, wow. And coming down here, it's completely different. Right. Because, I mean, it's extra gooey and it's just a lot. It's a lot more liquidy. And that on top of again the meat and three, yeah. I'm like oh, oh, oh yeah, oh, oh yeah, get the itis when you the, eat. the itis. <laughs> like, you know, and, I, and I know I eat fairly clean, you know, mm. just because. But sometimes you know you you have to be sane, and I'm not saying that you cannot you know eat regular food, but the main thing is getting back on track. Right. And you know sometimes like when I go back home to Kentucky and 
you know, everybody's throwing down, especially like during Thanksgiving. Now, I'm going to tell you a story. Once upon a time, (laughs) (laughs) I had done a competition and it was the weekend before Thanksgiving. So went home. I was like, man, this would be perfect, you know, coming off a competition and going into my off season to where I can have a little bit more food. And I was like, it's Thanksgiving next weekend. I get to go home and, you know, rewarding of food. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you, I went home. I don't know how many plates I had. (laughs) I act like I've had had no food at all in my life. It was just really, really, really good. And, of course, you know, when you eat a lot of foods that your body's not normally, you know, eating on a regular, you know, typical regimen, you know, we, we get this thing called the itis. To where you feel like a little sleepy. Yeah. <laughs> and so when you eat so much of the good food, especially southern style food, you know, you have this little itis to where you're so full and you just you just get sleepy. And, you know, of course, took a nap, you know, over at my relative's house, woke up, ate again. <laughs> so Oh, that nap made me hungry. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey. And so the next day I woke up. I looked at my feet and I had so much sodium retention because my body was not used to that sodium overload mm. of having what we call a rebound because I've been eating so clean. And then all of a sudden my body was just out of whack eating regular food. But the sodium was so high, you I could not see my ankles. And you know that the demon was real when... I couldn't even put my shoes on. Really? Yes. I highly recommend to whoever gets off of a show, do not overeat. You have to gradually let your body get accustomed to regular food. And you still want to be clean with your food. But a lot of times, I know we all do this, especially after a competition, pizza, burgers. That is fine. But you have to be very careful because the rebound, you could be overnight or within two days you can jump up 20 pounds but that's just because of the water right and the sodium and of course your body retains that because it has not been anywhere close to that during the competition prep because your sodium is to a minimum your foods to you know certain uh food groups so when you go outside of you know eating you know your regular regiment from a competition you're gonna have a rebound and that's what happened to me and I had to go to the doctor and get a high prescription water pill because I had to walk around in some sandals. And it was kind of cold outside. And that's because I couldn't put my shoes on because my feet were so swelled out. Yeah. And this was in within like, what, a 24-hour period? Yes, yes. Wow. Yes. Wow. That was scary. That was really, really scary. Oh. Everything else in my body was normal. But when you looked at my ankle and down you couldn't even see my toes they look like a big foot just all wedged together because of the sodium was all cramped up in my feet oh man yeah that was crazy so it did take time for it's like you know bounce back after yeah, that yeah it oh. took about a couple of days oh okay so yeah but it all was right. it was scary because i've never experienced that in my life I was gonna say, like, yeah, do do a little damage just now because i think the closest thing i have to something like that was a few weeks ago, again, 
so simple. I've been eating clean for God knows how long. And then I figured, you know what? You know, I, I've deprived myself of like, you know, a cheat, like, you know, a reward of some yeah, sort. Of course, so, you know what? Course. Like, I've, I've, you know, been killing myself at the gym. I've been very strict with my diet. I can handle whatever I decide to come my way. So I decided to go to Crumble Cookie. Yes, which is delectable. Yes. However, (laughs) so one is fantastic. One cookie is good. Two, that'll hit the spot. I had four. (laughs) Like I said, I I think I might hit some itis or something because I was... Well, that was the first cookie hangover I have <laughs> ever had. So whenever I drive past, I'm like, not, not, no. You're right, right. <laughs> like, <laughs> I woke up the next one, like, oh, you piece of shit. <laughs> you start feeling oh, guilty. Oh, oh, yeah. what happened to all that willpower you were talking about? <laughs> and like I said, it's, 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 it's normal to have regular food. It's getting back on track. Yes. And having cardio on deck. Um, and just like when I tell... You know, a lot of my people, when they have a cheat meal, do it during the day to where your body is more active versus doing a cheat meal during the evening to where your body would probably store it because you're not being as active to utilize those calories. Right. And, and you know, like I said, you know, you have to be sane because I know when we eat clean, it's selected food that does not change. And that's just how it goes. When you eat clean, there's a certain selection of food. That is the variety is not big at all, but we already know if we have to get to a certain way, a certain look, this is what we have to do. Mm-hmm. And some people don't understand that, like, oh, well, why you gotta eat that? Ooh, ooh, I don't know if I can do that. Ooh, ooh. I, I'm sorry, but I got goals, and regardless if I compete or not, this is a lifestyle, mm-hmm. you know. And I know everybody's gonna die. But you only live once, so live it to the fullest. Exactly. Enjoy life as much as you can. I mean, I know anything can happen to us the next day, but you want to live life with no regrets. And you want to at least be healthy enough to enjoy life. Yeah, yeah. I want That's have, just my opinion. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm in the same boat. I don't want to have, like, knee pain in my 30s. I don't want to get gout before I turn right, 40, right, you know? Right, right, So, but... Yeah, I would say, like, you know, after that little incident, I'd say next time, whenever I do cheat, I'm just going to do sushi. There you you know, clean, sushi, clean. Yeah, it's yeah. clean, yeah. but still, it's it's tastes amazing. And uh, now, what what would you say? Like, what's your usually your go-to um, when it's your turn? Normally, it's uh, pizza. It's usually my choice. Or I have a nice, you know, quality burger. I mean, when I say quality burger, um, I'm talking about, you know, a nice natural uh, burger from um, uh, Burger Up. I don't think I've had them. Yeah, yeah, and and you know the natural, um, you know the grain-fed animals. Mm-hmm. So it does make a difference, you know, as far as getting a burger from like Wendy's or something. That is not a quality type of meat. Of course, you're gonna pay more for organic and you know grain-fed type of meats. But the quality of it is a lot better. And, you know, not all food is the same just because of the ingredients. And you have to be very careful of when you're, you know, getting, you know, certain foods, even going to the grocery stores. You have to, like, look at your labels and ingredients just because it says 
fat free does not mean it's fat free. You look on the back, then hey, it 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 could tell you a lot of things that you may think you're getting and you're not. You know, just like some breads, you know, might be like whole grain. And then when you look on the back of the ingredients, the first thing is caramel and dot to make it look like it's whole grain. Yeah, the texture might look like it, but are you really getting the whole grain? So it's very deceiving sometimes. And you'd be surprised, you know, a lot of stuff that's out there that the FDA does not regulate until something happens to someone. Yeah. It's crazy how a lot of stuff is actually passed that's on the market that could be, you know, what somebody think is beneficial to them eating wise. And it's probably making them die slowly. Yeah, there's actually... um like in regards to the FDA, there's uh, like literally like gigantic loopholes. Like all you got to do is like check off a box with how you prepare the food before you send it out. And then that could be constituted as, you know, whole grain or like a free range or something. Like, uh, did you ever see that documentary, I Supersize Me uh, 2? Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah there was the first one yeah. about all about. Yeah. The second one is, uh, or I think there's maybe a third one, but it's about when you start this own chicken joint. And he like uh, the concept of free range chicken. Mm -hmm. So in your mind, you would think, oh, these are a bunch of happy chickens mm -hmm. frolicking around, you know, a barnyard. In reality, free range is they're all in like in this. I get well, I guess a building like a warehouse, except they have the door cracked open with a little fence. Mm -hmm. So if they, as long as they have access to the outside in that little fence, that constitutes as quote unquote free range yeah. Yep. yep that's how loose yeah that's how it all takes to get away with it like yeah. same thing with diet soda oh. like just because something is diet doesn't necessarily mean it's good for your diet that is very true that is very true and the aspartame and the artificial sweeteners can you know be very 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 um hazardous to the body because it's a chemical yeah and you know and i know carbonated drinks you know especially when you're looking at you know the diet drinks you know yeah it doesn't have any sugar in it but it has different artificial sweeteners in there which is a chemical yeah and and it's just like i've had i can't do diet drinks you know if i have you know a soda it might be like a sprite or something with my pizza and just because it just helps the digestive you know part of the food just because of you know, the acidic part of it, but I also do an enzyme as well to do the breakdowns of the food more properly. So I, I suggest to whoever eats, even if they're eating clean, to do a probiotic and a, and a digestive enzyme to assimilate and break down the foods a little bit more thorough because I know your body can still break it down, but with the extra enzymes and the probiotics, it just helps the digestive of your foods that much more simpler. Yeah. Yeah, because whenever he says, ooh, Diet Coke, that they all seem, oh, this is healthy. Yeah. That's the, the, the that's the a lot of the mentality. Same thing with the um the uh the uh impossible burgers or like you know, the the fake meat, oh, the yeah. all vegan burger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like just because it's quote unquote vegan does it's still fast food. Yeah. 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 You're still getting the same <laughs> same stuff from a fast food restaurant you would expect. Just because it's made out of beans doesn't necessarily mean it's automatically good for you. Right. Like, true. if you're getting a salad from a fast food joint, like, what do you expect? <laughs> what 
Well, iceberg lettuce is a no-no for me. And I know some people don't even know, but there's no nutritional value in iceberg lettuce. If you do not have dark green, leafy type of, you know, um, you know, salads to where it could be like the kale or the spinach or the romaine, those are going to be your more high nutritional value as far as when it comes to leafy foods. Hmm. Iceberg lettuce, mm, you're not going to get any type of nutritional value in it just because look at the texture. And some people don't know that, you know, they think, oh, I got lettuce in my burger. I, I got my greens in today. Really? Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to sit there right there. And it's just one of those things. You just have to know what's good out there. And you have to, like, do research. And I know everybody's body's different. Some people have allergic reaction to certain foods. And it, it's very, you know, um, deep because... Even your blood type, you know, has a different effect of how your body responds to certain foods. Really? And there is an actual book. It's called Eat Right for Your Blood Type. For everybody's blood type, it has a, you know, a guideline of what foods could be best for your blood type. And and I know for a fact that, you know, everybody's blood type is different and it's going to respond different. And some people are not aware of that, but... You know, your blood has a lot to do with it. And then, you know, of course, there's, you know, natural ingredients or natural supplements such as chlorophyll. Of course, people think chlorophyll, well, what's that? And it's um, an actual um, natural cleanser for the blood. And I feel like, you know, with all the toxins and different things that we all inhale, you know, your body needs to detox. And a detox is always good for anybody. Because it resets, you know, your your you know endocrine system, adrenal glands, and your adrenal glands can take so much, you know, the lymphatic system. All those has a lot to do with how your body feels, and if you're not cleansing the things, you know, properly in your body internally, then it's probably not gonna, you know, function at a hundred percent. And a lot of people just, you know go by how they feel mm. but i feel like you know if you have the the nutrients and the different things to support what you're doing it's just going to make it that much more better i mean i mean i know everybody to each their own but with me um being an advocate for what i do you know i can only do so much for somebody and they have to take it upon themselves to you know take take the torch right because I know when I'm, you know, working with somebody, I'm only there with them for that certain amount of time. But for the times I'm not with them, I have to keep them encouraged to have that accountability. Because, like I said, let's look at the main picture. We have to stay focused to the goal. Stay focused. And I have um, a lot of people that I've worked with over the time that thinking that workout itself is going to be the key. And... It's more than that. It's the nutrition. It's the supplements. It's the working out. It's the cardio. All these things links together. Mm. And without one of the other, then it's hard to have those chains to link when one link is off because they all work together.
Yeah, yeah, they both have to work cohesively. Otherwise, you're not going to get the results you want. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. Yeah, I want, like uh, going back to like you know, uh, eating for your blood type. You said something about um, kind of cleansing your system. Yeah. Like a, like a what was it, like a detox. Yeah, yeah, and and there's a it's a liquid. It's called chlorophyll, and that's what it does. It naturally cleanses your blood, and of course, water. I mean, that's that's is the ultimate. I feel like. If you're not drinking enough water, how's your body going to cleanse and filter? Because, you know, if you don't drink enough water, you could have kidney stones. And that's very common with a lot of individuals or your kidney's not functioning properly because your kidneys filters everything out. And if anything, drink your water, you know, and people sometimes don't drink enough water. And, you know, it could lead to other issues, but... If you have water, water is the conductivity to transport all your vitamins and minerals and proteins. Water is the conductor for everything. Hell yeah, man. Water, 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 <laughs> water, water. I think there was well, there was a song on Sesame Street. Water, water, something, I don't know. <laughs> Count Dracula. Yeah, one, can... one, two, three, <laughs> four. <laughs> Dion, this was awesome. Thank you yes. so much for coming down, being no on the problem. show. Thank you. Uh, before we sign off, let everybody know where they can find you, what you got going on. Um, you can find me on my social media handle on Facebook. It's just Dion Harris or Instagram. Um, you can find me at Dion Harris underscore DBX. Certified. Hey, Certified. Hey, hey. email uh, DBX fit f-i-t-t at gmail.com so for any questions inquiry about training um you can always get me through the email which i do check very frequently so any questions of how i can help you to get to the next level give your boy a holla <laughs> <laughs> awesome and once thank again you. thank you everybody for listening once again if you want to catch up on me where i'm gonna be uh stand up wise i got there you go. up down this Wednesday on the 19th. It's our last up-down comedy show of the year. So definitely come on out. Free show. Come on. Yep. Bring it. And uh, <laughs> And you can find me on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram, all at Tony Tell Joke. So other than that, thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bam. Oh. Thank you, T, man. Thank you. That was awesome. Appreciate it, brother. That went great. Thank you. Yeah, let me go ahead and pause out here. All right.